Nice job, everybody. Wow. You, I got to say, uh, church, I didn't know we had so many dancers. That was good. Uh, grew up in the uh, NSYNC Backstreet Boys generation there, so you got the bye-bye-byes and all that, you know? Well, that, that's, uh, we had just an incredible week, and uh, we, just finished, we just finished Wonder Camp, and it was a science-based kind of curriculum we went through, and, and there, was, there were scientists that were trying to create a robot that could, that could tell uh, people good news and, and, and be helpful to the world and things like that, and it, it really talked about how God created us specially and uniquely, and uh, we're, we're uniquely made. And uh, I was thinking about science and, and stuff because our backdrop had planets on it and things like that. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about growing up in school and learning about our solar system. And so uh, I want to ask, how many of you uh, can name the planets in our solar system? If you were to be asked, there's a lot of humming. <laughs> when I was in school, the, the teacher gave us like, an, I don't know if it's an acronym, what the term would be, but like a sentence that helped us remember what the planets in our solar system was. It was, my very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. Anybody else that learned that acronym? It, it, uh, the sentence itself is problematic to me. It invites a lot of questions. I, I don't really know when a mother's educational credentials would really have any play in her ability to serve a pizza. But... But that, that was, that was, the, that was the, the phrase that was used. Um, and, and then uh, also the question I would have to ask is, how many people are at this dinner that you need nine pizzas? How big are the pizzas? You know, all these questions. But, but with that sentence, let's go ahead and name, name the planets if we can together. So uh, using that, that, that sentence, my. So Mercury, very. Venus, educated. Earth. Then we got Mother, Mars. Then we got just Jupiter. Then we got served, Saturn, then we got us, Uranus, then we got nine, Neptune, and then we got pizzas, Pluto. And then we get the boo birds, they're like, it's not a planet, not a planet, not in there. (laughs) It's actually true that Pluto was dropped a few years back. And that devastated a lot of people, like, to a core level. Like, they had a personal relationship with Pluto. They're like, how dare you? How, how dare you? Um, yeah, they, but I, I actually researched that. And the reason that Pluto was dropped from being one of the planets in our solar system was they said it, uh, scientists would said it wasn't big enough. It's actually even smaller than Earth's moon. It's a, it's a lot smaller than a lot of the other planets. Um, they said it also doesn't have a very symmetrical orbit. It's kind of, the word that was scientifically used was wonky. Um, it has a wonky orbit. They, they, as it goes around uh, the sun, it kind of just kind of wobbles around. And uh, they said the other reason is it wasn't able to clear out its own area of space. It's gravitational pull or whatever it would be. Wasn't able to actually clear out that area. There's a lot of debris and stuff floating around. For different reasons, they decided it couldn't be a planet. So it got canceled. It got canceled as a planet. And uh, I don't know about you, but have you ever felt Plutoed? Have you ever felt like you have been judged on some level and you're not enough? That, that you're not good enough, that you're a little wonky, that, that you're not big enough, maybe kids, you're not big enough, maybe you're not smart enough, you don't have enough to offer, maybe, you, maybe you've made some bad choices in your life, and you feel like that's disqualified you, and you've been canceled because you've, the choices you made, the choices you've made for yourself, 
Maybe other people have given up on you. Maybe you've given up on yourself. And maybe that's not just a feeling that, that other, you have about other people thinking about you, but maybe that's a, a feeling you have about God. Maybe you feel like God's given up on you. Because of the choices you've made, the decisions, some of the things you've done, you're like, why would God care about me? And, and look at the size of the universe. It's so massive. And if you look just on our planet alone, there are almost 8 billion people that live on earth. Why would God care about me? And so we, we grapple with this. I think genuinely we can come to a, a feeling of, do I really count? Do I really matter? And I feel sometimes we feel Plutoed in that way. And, and we all make poor decisions. We've all done wrong. But God, does he really care for us? There's a, there's a story that I love in the New Testament that Jesus tells. It's in the book of Luke. If you have your Bibles, you can open it to the book of Luke or you can go to the Bible app on your phone. It's amazing. Phones are so amazing. You've got your Bible in any version you want right there on your phone. The book of Luke, chapter 15, Jesus tells a story. And I'm going to kind of summarize this first part. Jesus tells a story about a, a man who had two sons. And one day the youngest son came up to his dad and said, Dad, I want my inheritance money from you. Inheritance money is the money that a child gets when their mom or dad dies. And so what he was saying was, I want all the money that's going to be mine when you die. And in in essence, he was telling his dad, I don't even care that you're alive. I'd rather you be dead. Can you imagine how that hurt the dad's heart to hear? And so the son took the money that his dad said, I love you, it's, it's yours. And he gave him the money. He gave him the free choice to take that money. And he took the money, the son took that money, and the Bible says that he went to a faraway land and started to live in a faraway land. And do you think he did smart stuff with that money? Do you think he went and bought a farm or, or a store or started a business? No, he started to spend it on silly stuff, slinkies and bubble gum. And just ridiculous things. He wasted that money. He spent it and spent it and spent it. Until one day he pulled out his wallet. And do you know what fell out? It was just a moth. That was it. And he was like, I'm out of money. And then on top of it, something happened in that area called a famine. Has anybody ever heard of a famine? What's a famine? A famine means there's no rain and so no food grows. I'm used to just being able to go into a grocery store anytime I want and buy anything I need, except for toilet paper last year. There was anything you need, right? You can go into a grocery store and buy anything you want. You don't have to think about it. But they were what's called hand-to-mouth. It's whatever you could grow, you would eat. There weren't stores like we have now. So what you could grow, you would eat. And and so if it didn't rain, there's no food. Everybody's running out of food. He has no money. What's he going to do? And so he starts looking for a job. McDonald's isn't hiring. Nowhere is is taking on anybody. And he finally finds a job for a pig farmer. And the pig farmer says, you need to go slop the pigs. And this guy doesn't like pigs at all. They are gross to him. He thinks pigs are the most disgusting thing. But he ends up giving food to pigs. And he's giving food to pigs. But the thing is, the pigs are eating better than he is. And he gets so hungry because he has no money. He has no food. He gets so hungry, he starts to think, I wonder if I can steal the pig's food. Who would want to eat pig food? Not me. And he's looking, he goes, I, I might eat the pig's food. And the Bible says, and Jesus tells in the story, he says, finally the young man came to his senses. He, he came to a moment where he goes, what am I doing? 
I'm starving to death. I'm going to die. I am living in a pigsty. I, I, am, I am in a horrible situation. He says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to my dad. And I'm going to tell my dad that I'm really, really sorry. And I'm going to ask him, I'm going to beg him to just treat me like one of his servants. He doesn't even have to treat me like a son anymore. I took everything that was his. I'm just going to ask for his forgiveness. And he realizes there's nothing he can do to earn his dad's favor. His dad has every right to say, get out of here. I already gave you everything. But he decides to go home, and so he starts walking home. And this is where our story, we're going to read a little bit together. It says this in verse 20 of chapter 15. It says, so, so the, the boy returned home to his father. And while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him coming. That means that his father was looking for him, huh? That means his father was waiting for him. So while he was still way off in the distance, his father saw him coming. And filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son and he embraced him and he kissed him. And he, his son said to him, Father... I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. And I think this is where a lot of us stop right here and say, I feel like that with God. I feel like I am not worthy of any of it. God's love, I feel like I'm, I'm Pluto, I should be canceled, I should be off the list. And that's how this son came to him, and his dad had all the right in the world to say, you're right, get out of here, or you're right, you can get to work. But here's what happened. It says, but his father said to his servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him, and get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Let's see, how could we put this in modern terms, a robe? What, what would be like a, 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 modern, a modern thing for, what's that? Get, a, get him just a really nice shirt, a nice jacket. I like that. And then, and then he says, get a ring for his finger. Maybe get him, get him the new Xbox. I don't know. Get him something really cool that shows him how much I love him. But then he says, on top of it, he says, get sandals for his feet. Go get some Jordans for him. He needs to be rocking the new Jordans or whatever. He's like, get him the best of everything. And then he says, on top of it, kill a calf that we've been fattening. We need to celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead. And now he has returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. And so the party began. So the son comes home. He knows that he, was, he deserved to, have just a, to be treated like a servant, if anything, or to be sent away. But his dad didn't just say, you can come back in. He said, I'm going to treat you just as if you never left. I'm going to give you the best clothes. I'm going to give you a ring for your finger. I'm going to give you some cool new shoes. I am going to celebrate. We're going we're gonna to have a barbecue, and we're going to party because you're home. I thought you were dead, but now you're back to life. And this story Jesus told was to, to, to tell people just what it's like to come to God. You see, we all have been in that story in the place of that son, every one of us. If you're in this room right now, raise your hand. That's almost 100% of us. Every one of us that just raised our hand have been the young man in that story. See, every one of us have decided to go our own way and we've rejected God at some point in our life. That's called sin. When we decide to do things our way and not God's way, that's sin. And so no matter who we are, we, we make that decision. That's part of uh, our, our sinful nature is we choose to go our own way. But when we do that, we're going to come to a point where we reach the end of ourselves, where we can't do anything else to fix it. He ran out of money, he ran out of food, and he realized, I'm in big trouble. And every one of us will come to a point in our life where we go, I can't make it work anymore. 
I can't fix this anymore. I can't do it. The choices we've made, the Bible tells us, have earned us all something, and that's death. This, this young man was doomed to die. And so all of us have been doomed to death because of the choices we've made. The price for our sin has to be paid, and that price is death. But here's the good news. We matter so much to God. He loves us more than we could ever measure. Beyond all limits, God loves us that much. There is a limitless amount of love God has for us. So God did something special to bring us back to knowing Him. And do you know what He did? You see, God has one Son, and His name is Jesus. And since sin requires that someone dies for it, and that's what we earned, the wages that we earned for our sin is death, we had death on us, God said, no, I love them. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send my very own son to die in their place. How many of you, if, if you did a crime that was so bad that you were condemned to death, would want someone else to step in and say, no, I'll die for them instead? It's a humbling thought to think someone would do that for us. But God sent his own son to die for us. And Jesus came to earth and he died for us. He took our sin on himself and he died in our place so that we could be in relationship with God again so that we could be forgiven. In Romans chapter 5 it says, but God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So this plan that God had wasn't like he just came up with it. He's like, you know what? We'll send Jesus. We'll go do that. He actually had it in his mind a long, long time ago. Before you were even alive. Before even I was alive. That's how long ago we're talking. Before the very first sin ever happened on earth, God had a plan to save us. Way back when people first sinned, God already had this in motion. In 1 Peter 1, 18, it says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long ago long before the world began. Did you hear that? Even before the world began, God chose Jesus to say, I'm going to save them with my son. And he sent Jesus to die for us. That's pretty amazing. All the mistakes we've made, all the bad choices we've made can be forgiven by God because he sent Jesus. That's what we are worth to him. I love my boys very much. I can't think of pretty much anyone in the whole world I would say, I will send my son to die in your place. I, can't, I, I, I love people a lot, but I couldn't send my own son to do that. But that's how much God loved us, to send his own son. That's how valuable you are to God. You see, value is an important thing. We put value in different ways and in different things. Like you could go to the store and there's a price tag on that. That's what someone's willing to pay for this, right? But after this is ridden for a few years and the battery starts to get older and the wheels start to wear down, the value goes down, right? Because that's... Someone's not willing to pay what it was. And sometimes we put a value on things. I got something here. I rated this from my kid's piggy bank, and I would, I would laugh if it was a joke. I've got here a $20 bill, a pretty new $20 bill. Who in here would like this $20 bill? Who in here? Yeah? Several people. Okay. You, sir. Come on down. Come on down. I remember you from Wonder Camp. Come on down. I would like to give you this $20 bill. What's your, what's your name? What's that, Colin? Yeah. That's right, Colin. Would you like this $20 bill? What's it worth to you? $20. $20? Okay. Tell you what, though. This $20 bill. 
Now do you want it? Really? You don't want it? You're just kidding. You do want it. Why? It's still worth the same, but it's all crinkled up. Oh, I could unclink. Still want that? It's got my shoe dirt all over it, though. You, know, you still you, want, you still want it? I declare this is only worth a nickel. Do you still want this? I just declared it's only worth a nickel. It's been in my armpit. It's been on the ground. It's been wrinkled up. You really want this. Why? I declared it. What's it worth to you? $20. Well, you can have it. There we go. Colin, thank you. Why, why is that $20 worth $20? Does the effect of what I did to it, making it dirty, making it gross, making it stomping on it, change its value at all? Because who puts the value on it? The one who made it. You see, there's, there's a mint and there's, there's, a, 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 there's a, a reserve that actually says this is the value of that $20 bill. And if you take that to any school, store, that's going to be worth the same $20 in that store to that store to that store because there's something backing it that says that is what it's worth. And can I tell you something? That God made you. And it doesn't matter what happens to you in your life. Your life can get dirty. It can get messy. You can feel like you've been stomped on. You can feel like people have told you you're worth less. You're worth nothing. But the one who made you is who determines your value. The one who created you is the one who says what you're worth. And can I tell you what you're worth? You're worth his own son. He came and died for you so that he could know you. That's what you're worth. His own son died for you so that he could know you. Can I tell you? No matter what the world says you're worth, you might feel like you've been Plutoed. Like you've been canceled, like you've been written off. God says you're worth everything to me. You're worth everything to me. So this morning, before we move on and we give away these fun prizes and everything, I want to give you the chance to know God in this way. Because He created you and He says, you're worth it all. You're worth it all. One of the most famous story or verses in the Bible, I think most of us could quote it right now, is John 3.16. And it says that for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. We can have eternal life because of what Jesus came and did for us. We can be with God forever. We don't have to fear one day when, when our life is over here on this earth that, that suddenly there's nothing or that we have to face eternity without God, but that we have eternity with Him that's promised because of what Jesus has done for us. You see, we can't be good enough for God. There's no amount of just being good enough because all of us have sinned. We can't reach high enough up to God. But God is reaching down to us through Jesus. He says, I've come for you. God is reaching down to us through his son, Jesus. So when we receive Jesus into our hearts, he forgives us of our sins and he makes us a whole new person. How many of you guys would like a fresh start sometimes? Have you ever looked back on a day and you're like, if I could just start this over, can I tell you that Jesus comes in and he washes us, he makes us new. We are a new person when we let Jesus into our heart. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new one has begun. This is what baptism symbolizes. When we talked about getting baptized in a couple weeks, 
when you get dunked under the water, it's not just because we think you need a bath. You might. But the reason we dunk you under the water is it symbolizes that your old self is dying. That the old person that was lost in sin, the old person that was without hope, has died. And then you're being pulled out of the water to new life in Jesus. And you're fresh and new, a brand new sparkling new life in Him. And that we choose to live for Him. And that's the, the, the thing we declare when we're getting baptized. So if you belong to Jesus, all things are made new. And you have a relationship with Him. So I want to give you that opportunity this morning. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes together? If you're in this room, and you want to give your life to Jesus, you say, I, I know that I've made mistakes. I've, made, I've sinned. I've chosen my own way that's not God's way. And I, I want to know this God that you're talking about that loves me so much. If God really loves me that much, I want to know Him. And I want to be forgiven of my sins. If that's you, it might be the first time. Or maybe you say, I need to come back to God. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you, raise your hand and raise it high right now. Raise it high. I want to pray with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hands. Thank you. Who else? Raise it high. I want to pray with you. Yeah, I see those hands. I see that hand and that hand. Thank you. Yes. Anyone else? church we're going to pray together as one voice because we are all in need of mercy and can i tell you if you raised your hand there is nothing to be embarrassed about i hope and pray that because most of us hadn't raised their hands that we've all done this then at some point in our life said jesus i need you to come into my heart and the bible tells us just like there was a party that the that the dad threw when uh when his son came home he said let the party begin heaven jumps into a party when we come to come back to the father when we say i need your forgiveness bring me back and god is waiting for us and he throws his arms around us then he says let the party begin So we celebrate with you. We celebrate that you are coming into the kingdom, that you are coming in to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So right now, we're going to pray together, all together as one voice, this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came to save me. I believe that you died in my place and that you rose again so that I could have eternal life in you. Come into my heart, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. I want to live for you from this day forward. Be the king of my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and for forgiving me. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to the family of God. If you said that, Can I ask you to do something for me? I know this is asking you to do an extra thing, but it would mean so much. Do another connection card. We don't mind getting a second one from you. It could be a digital one. It could be a paper one. Just drop it at the information desk because we want to be able to connect with you on the next steps of what it means to follow Jesus because following Jesus isn't just a prayer we pray and then we move on with our life and go back to how things were. It's a journey now we engage on to step out and we walk as a disciple of Jesus. And so we want to help you get into a small group, into a life group that connects you with other followers of Jesus in this journey. All right, so, so please let us know that you did that. We want to support you. We want to encourage you along. All right, with that said, I am now going to have our team come up, that, our, our Wonder Camp team, and they are going to give away these prizes. I've been eyeing this bike because I like those handlebar sparkles, but uh, I'm going to let it go to someone else. So uh, Blake, Sarah, take it away.
Are you guys excited? Yeah. So we have two bikes and one electric scooter, and we are going to start with a bike first. Does that sound good? So can I get a really big drum roll to get us started? Chase Vanderhoof. Okay, we're going to do the second bike. Can I get another drum roll? I've got one for Morgan. Where's Morgan? going to do the electric scooter next. So can I get one more really big drum roll? This one's exciting. Brinley. Where's Brinley? You guys, we had so much fun being in the camp and sharing Jesus's love and just coming together as a church and having fun together. And you guys, it doesn't end here. We are so excited to be going out and to loving our community and having fun together as a church body. So this is just the beginning, guys. All right. And that is the end. Are we doing another song? All right. That's the end of our service, guys. Thank you so much for coming.